Welcome everyone to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm Dr. Christine Schaffner, and I know that you're going to enjoy this podcast with Dr. Patrick Porter, the inventor and creator of BrainTap. You can check out more about his biography in the show notes. And I really hope that you enjoy this conversation, not only about brain health, neuroplasticity, but before we got on the call, I didn't realize that Dr. Porter was also a uh, lecturer and part of the faculty of Quantum University. So I said, please, let's go quantum, you know, in this conversation. And he did. So I hope you find some nuggets of wisdom and some inspiration wherever you are on your journey from our conversation. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome everyone to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm Dr. Christine Schaffner, and I'm thrilled to introduce Dr. Patrick Porter, and we're going to be talking all about brain fitness and your health. Welcome, Dr. Porter. It's really an honor to have you on the podcast. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I shared before we got on the call, you know, I have obviously known about your work being in this industry and a lot of my patients have shared their love of brain tap. And then I went to my first biohacking conference. I can't believe it took me that long to get there, but I'm um, in 2022 in the fall and it, you have such a presence there and you're uh, really guiding us, you know, through meditation, you know, throughout the whole experience and you have a great booth there. And I just been, you know, down the meditation rabbit hole, especially I, I've been through a big transformation, especially in the last three years. And I found Dr. Dispenza's work, which really I've, you know, learned a lot about meditation through that. But when I experienced the brain tap, it's like this whole other experience, but it's so powerful in and of itself. So I'm excited to pick your brain. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. So let's just start. I mean, I was asking you already offline, you know, when did brain tap start kind of your inspiration around this? This is really your technology, your baby, like this came out of your brain, you know, you're not, you know, using any white labeling, you know, or anything. This is your creation. So please walk us through that process. Well, I've been doing it for years. As I said, I started the first one was called the MC Square because I love Einstein. And my first book was Awaken the Genius, which has Einstein flying through space. And the, the whole thing is about how do we wake people up? You know, how do we get them to understand that they are greater than they've been told or that other people want them to believe? And of course, that's been challenged in the last three years, right? So when we're, when we're thinking about this, so what happened with me was I, I had a company, I had a franchise company, and I'm just going to roll to where we get to BrainTap. I sold that in 2002, and I was just kind of doing public speaking and telling people about the brain. And then the company that I sold was was phasing out. They they didn't have the same push that I had. When I sold it, we had 108 locations, and I thought it was going to stick around forever. And I thought it was just, you know, I didn't like managing a company of that size. Now I got a bigger company. But the uh, in the process of, of doing that, but in, in 2013, I decided I was living in the Bay Area, San Francisco at the time, and I had access to some really gifted engineers. And I said, I created this technology. I want to reinvent it. And it used to be like modulized, like the old stereo, you know, and I said, I want to build it just so I know that with technology, we could shrink everything down and I shrunk everything down to fit inside of a headset. When the, when the apps came out on the phone, that took about 50% of my uh, electronics off the table, which is great because I can't compete with Apple or Android, you know, they have really great systems. So I could put everything on there and we have a, we have a technology that the actual what makes our headset work is actually embedded in the sound files. So that meant I didn't have to spend so much on the headset as before because the first SILS, the sensor input learning system was $10,000. You're not going to sell a lot of those. So what we did was when we started doing this, we started experimenting with different things and we were able to put together a part of the motivation was learning more about what photobiomodulation does for the brain. 
And so we were looking at how can we get more light into the brain, but not overdriving the eyes because your eyes are closed with brain tap, but there's more mitochondria in the eyes than any other place in the body per square centimeter, right? So the brain has the most mitochondria. So how can you get light energy into the brain? Light is the most underprescribed nutrient on earth today. That's what, and Dr. Cousins has been saying that for a long time. People like John Ott with the, with the light generators, we need to get our brain lit up. Because we're designed, we're really a photaic beings, and I'll get more into that as we go along. So we're really light beings or electrical beings, and we're meant to be outside in nature. And we're, we're symbiotic with the planet. That's why like Clint Oprah with earthing. And so we're looking at all these different things. And I all the science that's into brain tap is proven separately. So, I mean, there's no... There's no arguing binaural beats work, isochronic tones work, light therapy works, uh, meditation works, what we call the Mozart effect or music therapy works. The, all these things work. So what I wanted to do, kind of like what my dad did when he was teaching Silva, I grew up with the Silva method in my house. So they had a sound they called the Silva sound. And so I'd already been involved with that, but I went to school for electronics. So when what really happened, I, I, I call it a God wink. You know, there's a book about that. I, I think it really kind of talks about it because I was in Vegas and a guy told me I would meet people there. This is how bizarre it is. How, and this guy's name's Go Gilly. He could literally read your mind. And I used to warm up. I used to be a warm up act for him and he used to be a mentalist. And he told me, you're going to meet this woman. Her name is Linnea. She's going to show you a technology. You're going to revolutionize it and you're going to take it all over the world. And I have. And that was, and I have the recording of that. When I met my wife, I had her listen to it because he told me where I would meet her and what we were going to be doing. And she was blown away. So when we got that, we just kept working with it. Now at the time we were like aliens, you know, think about it, 1986, no cell phones, no CDs, no download, no real internet. There was no internet really. Computers were just, I mean, when I went to school, there were no uh, screens. I mean, you, you, you look at, so here we are, we're like aliens at this consumer electronics show. We got the best new gadget of the year. And then fast forward to 2013, I'm now trying to get into, because I had my franchise company, I just sold people a business and it was uh, for addictions because my background is addiction therapy. I used to write programs for the state of Arizona for DUIs. So I had a clinics, they were called positive changes and they worked with addictions like weight loss, smoking, alcohol, uh, different things like that. And so it's been years since I did that. So I go back out and I'm going to now go to doctors. Well, like you're a functional uh, doctor. So when I first went, they wouldn't even let me in shows. And so I had to prove to them. And what, how I proved them was there's a, there's the Carrick Institute and he really didn't want me at his show, but I went with another person who had a, an EEG machine. And what we we're doing was proving that it was working. So his daughter bought it and we helped his grandkids. Well, next year he asked me to speak because I had, you know, they had used the equipment. And the first thing we did with the brain tap was work on learning. That's why my first book was Awaken the Genius was I talked about how everybody has a genius uh, inside them. In fact, in Roman mythology, they talk about we all have a genie that houses our talents and skills. And if we use it, they call us a genius. You know, it's not about being Einstein or something like that. You have your own uniqueness. And I think every person on earth, you're here because you have some uniqueness. You might be going through your dark night of the soul like a superhero right now, but eventually you're going to emerge or you're going to start over again somewhere else, you know, because energy doesn't die. So what are we going to do? So on, a, on this level, we're all here to help each other. And so now, I mean, kind of fast forward, 2020, 
they gave me a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Functional Neurology Group, the International Association of Functional Neurologists, because they found out that recovery is important. You know, when you're doing all this work, especially uh, functional doctors that are working with the nervous system, the brain gets stressed out. So you need to have something to re- help the brain recover. And so, you know, that's my, my motivation and passion started with learning and then went to addiction therapy because my dad was a very gifted alcoholic. You know, it, everything would be going right. and He'd still go out and, you know, with nine kids, he'd go take off for four days, you know, uh, until he got help. But once he got help and I thought, you know, there are a lot of people out there struggling with addiction that don't need to be struggling. And what I found out was in, in my research, there's a guy named John Marshall who wrote a book called Finding Your Perfect High. And what he talks about in that book is the brain wants to be balanced. Once the brain's balanced, you don't have that addiction anymore. And what it, so that was the key to what we were doing at first. How do we balance the brain through light, sound, and vibration is one of the best ways. And this is something that happened in 2003, right? They, they found out that we have this, these genetics and they thought, wow, we, we discovered the genetics. We're going to find the secrets of the universe. But what they didn't understand was they said there's 99% of our genetics is junk genetics. Well, in 2017, they actually found out that it's not junk at all, that it actually changes every 40 seconds. It's what we call epigenetics. And our environment, our food, the people we spend time with, the conversations we have, our internal dialogue, everything, everything about this, we're, we're actually interacting with this environment. We're not separate from it. Like you're talking about the biosphere. You know, NIH now says we have a biosphere, where before people would say, I was crazy. You don't have an aura. You don't have energy systems around you. But Every person on earth is emitting 8, 10 nanometer light. Everyone is. So some people during COVID, there was actually a study done. People in a state of grace, harmony, and peace actually generate 200 times more light than those people that are in a fear, anxiety, and depression. So what motivates me is how can I turn people's light on? You know, because if everybody had was really willing to share, and it comes from your heart mostly. So, you know, it's really important that we take care of our heart, you know, and that we... That's why med- heart meditations are so popular right now. When I, I spoke in India to 75,000 people, and they're all part of this group called the Heartfelt Meditation Group. And there's millions of them around the world. And they just they yeah. meditate and they, shed in, they spread energy out through their heart. And that's, that's really how we all do it. It's just some people do it intentionally and some people just do it unconsciously. Thank you so much for sharing all that. And I love the through line of like how you were really, you know, your life story unfolded. And I just keep on thinking like you, you know, you got to this point and you, you know, really helped transform addiction. And now you're at this point where we probably need the most help ever the planetarily, right? You know, the whole COVID piece and people are just struggling with, you know, not only addiction, but fear, anxiety, depression, our youth, you know, have been, you know, quite traumatized and you know but at the same time right we we have these tools we have the the human is wired to heal regenerate and change and be resilient if you know given the right tools you you said one thing that i just want to maybe we talk about it maybe we don't care but you know the you know the biofield the plasma the you know the heart that's generating you know all of this you know amazing light and electromagnetic energy you know and now like ethers back and you know the unified field and you know this idea that we're in not an empty vacuum but this highly charged electrical space with pure potential and I don't know about you, Dr. Porter, but how I kind of think about it sometimes, I've been calling it like the quantum terrain because I've studied terrain medicine and Dr. Oshman's work and everything. And it's like, we're trying to get people aligned and lined up and coherent so then they can even be more like, 
we're never separate, but like more, they can almost tap into this wellspring of healing and unlimited potential that we can describe as that is living around us in the ether. I mean, I'm still working these ideas. I I mean, I'd be uh, honored to hear like your wisdom and knowledge around that interconnection from our own little, you know, orbit in our biofield. And then how does that relate from this like fabric of space we're all in? Sure. When you, when you think about the, the most bizarre thing is people think all their thoughts are theirs. You know, they're not. You know, we, it's, we're, we're all, if you want to call it a big Wi-Fi network, we're all part of this bigger coherence of the planet. They had a, uh, during Vietnam, they had something that could measure the energy or the harmonics of an individual. They know that your, your cells are staying with you because you have some kind of harmonics that keeps them together with you. And so they've developed this device that they could aim it at somebody in a room and they'd say, hey, there's 43 people in there. So being the U.S. government, they said, let's put it in space and point it at Vietnam and we'll figure out how many people there are. When they pointed it, it's in a book by Dr. Jockman called The Crystal Planet. And when he pointed it back at the Earth, it made the sound of ohm. The scientists were freaking out. And then it registered one being. It didn't register from from space. We're only one. You know, so it's not just a song that people sing. You know, they're they're we are all we're like acupuncture needles running around the planet. Each one of us, we add to the energy and we take what we need. So when you think about the biosphere, we have something physiologically called the psychoimmunology response. So we, through our own psychology, influence our immune system. If you get anxious, depressed, or you suppress your true nature, your immune system will go down. And your immune system is a metaphor for everything else too, because it's white marker cells looking for alien invaders, right? So if you wake up every morning and you think life is a series of threats, you're going to always be on guard. You're going to overproduce. You're going to have watery eyes, runny nose. You're going to have all the flu-like symptoms. Your body's going to ache because you've overproduced the white marker cells. So if the listeners can think of white marker cells like our Navy SEALs, which are really good, right? If we send them into war, they'll take care of business. But if we put 13 of them in a bar with nothing to do and give them a few drinks, they're going to start fighting each other. You know, that's that's kind of what happens, you know, with, with our body. But if we have, if we think of the highest level of activity, you know, grace and love, peace, you know, compassion, all of these things, we can change it. And I, in all that you have to do to look at this, how this works is look at the Maharishi effect. You know, when you just look that up, anybody who's listening, because with TM, they did this meditation about reducing crime in New York City, and they did. And then when they stopped, it went right back up to the regular crime rate. So imagine if we all got together. That's why when somebody says, why do you want a better billion brain? The Maharishi says we only need the square root of one, but I'm not going to trust that. We need to we need a, you know, we need more. Just like somebody says it takes 21 days to make a change, I say it takes six weeks because I've seen it in practice. You know, it doesn't take 21 days. You know, it takes even more than that because addiction, it actually takes one year of doing something right, to, no matter what method you use, because the nervous system is changing every 72 hours. You're changing every 40 seconds. Every DNA pair is changing. You are never the same person. But what happens is you're bringing the old baggage with you. You know, that's why I call it the dragons of the past. People keep dragging it on and on and on. You know, so in the quantum field that we all have is a record of everything we've ever seen, heard, or experienced. It's never forgotten. You're collecting all that data. We're like data packets. And then when we meet somebody, there's a coherence. 
So when you meet people you like, you know, that's why it's so important that we hang around people that are gainers, not drainers. We also call them energy vampires. You know, there are people walk in the room and it gets a little darker. You want to, you want to, you want to have people that walk in the room and it gets a little brighter, right? So part of this is that when you, what's your intention when you go into any situation? Are you there to be of value? Or are you there to take? You know, and right now, unfortunately, when society is a group of takers, you know, that's what they're promoting. You know, you don't have to do anything. We're going to give you a a standard wage. Then what does that do to the spirit? It crushes the spirit because we need stress. Our system is bioavailable and performs best under stress. Without stress, we atrophy too. We atrophy and die. So when somebody says, oh, my life's so stressful, I don't want the stress. No, what they should be asking for is the capacity to handle that stress. Our main focus in this life is to transmute negative energy into positive resourceful energy. We are transistors, you know, and we're like capacitors that hold a charge. And we then we share that charge with others. We're energy. Remember, we're energy. Nothing. We're, we look like this. I, I still remember I, I was doing a session in, in Hampton, Virginia, and they, they were studying something and they wanted to know about suggestion. And I was trained by Kreskin, you know, the, the, the one entertainer. And he didn't believe in hypnosis, but it was pretty much like giving hypnotic suggestion or something. And so I did one of his little things with them and I had them smelling uh, salt like you'd have if you were a boxer and got knocked out. And everybody thought it was their favorite perfume. And they were putting it behind their ears and smelling it. I had a guy eat an onion that was really pungent and he was eating it. It was his favorite apple. And so it's how do we change those? But the weird thing happened when I brought him back into the room. I said, you're going to see the world as it is. And he gasped. He went. (gasps) And I. so I had to ask him, I said, what did you just see? He said, well, before you said that, everybody was glowing, beautiful energy in this room. And as soon as you said that, they all snapped into these ugly, gross images that we see. He was seeing the biofield of everybody. He was seeing the energy system. So even though in, in when people ask me, how can that be? Our eyes see 200 or 2,000 pieces of information every second. There's a lot more information there, but our eyes send to our brain 10 million pieces of information. So we're making it up and we're, we're deleting, distorting, and changing based on our perceptions of reality. So when you think about the quantum world, we could see it. Like uh, when you think of, uh, we're far more intelligent than what we think. Like if an autistic child or a, a savant, like on the movie uh, where Dustin Hoffman, they, the brain man, when it, he drops the toothpicks on the ground, uh, he goes 1,143. And they go, how did you know that? He counted them. Well, we're doing that same thing all the time. And, but we just omit it. We don't, we don't. So think about if we started activating that, we have the world's largest and best known quantum computer that we know, the human brain. It can dispense any number of neurochemicals. People like Wim Hof, who do, they inject him with poison and he breathes and jumps into ice baths and it neutralizes it. I mean, what's going on there? And so we, we have this capacity to move way beyond where we're at. And I think that the one thing is that like does attract like, but also opposites attract too. So the opposites attract because if you raise your energy to a certain level and there's somebody that doesn't have that same energy, you might be called upon to raise their energy up. Now, that might be just to be present for them. Not, I mean, you can't really, if somebody doesn't want to change or somebody doesn't want to transform, we can't change them, but you can be the example. So I always tell people, look at my dad. I mean, he was a chronic alcoholic. He got help. And now millions and millions of people are being helped because he taught me. 
you know, if he wouldn't have got help, I wouldn't be here right now. I'd probably be, while we're taping this, I'd probably have a beer here or something. You know, that's the way, that, that's the way, because that's the way you did it in Michigan. You know, when you're, when you're growing up, that's, you know, when I was, when I was growing up, you could actually have a beer in the car when you drove. And I, I tell that to my grandkids, like, what? Yeah. And then, then they changed the law. You had to hand it over to the passenger, but it's like crazy. I mean, our world has changed so much. And, you know, when people like Tom Brady start embracing energy medicine, most people don't know that TB12, the clothing, is actually reflective wear that reflects back your own body's infrared light. And it was designed by my science officer, Francisco Cedral. And the clothing, we all are basically, we're energy amplifiers. So in, and we're all biophotaic. So if we have the energy, that's, what, that's all mitochondria does, is it absorbs and transmits energy. It uses what it needs and what's left over. When, when a cell divides, a 1,100 nanometer light burst happens. That light is the transmission of that intelligence, of that cell. Now, if we don't have the energy, guess what? That transmission isn't so good. So I tell people, if they remember what a cassette is, the you know you, you take a cassette, you make a copy of that cassette, you make a copy of the copy, you make a copy of the copy. You know, it's kind of like that multiplicity, the movie with Michael Keaton. You know, pretty soon you get this whacked out person. And unfortunately, that's what our cells do. But they've proven that at a quantum level, cells don't have to die. They, they've even kept a chicken heart alive for 35 years at Harvard. Well, and it wasn't attached to a chicken. And they said they could have kept it alive forever because it showed no signs of aging. They made sure it was toxic free. They made sure they gave it nutrients and they gave it light. That's what our body needs. You know, so if we nutrate, if we move, and if we have sunlight, we're going to be healthy. You know, some things are just too simple for people. So, and, and I think we're introducing this new component, this quantum component, because you're you're a rogue element right now. You know, you're like a, what they call a strange attractor in science, which means you attract a certain gravitational pull. You know, and I always tell people when when you are in your know, which means you know who you are, you know what you're doing, you can't be hogwashed or bull crap by these stories that are going on. I mean, I knew as soon as they said it, I'm going, this is a game. You know, what are they doing? But you know, there's a there's an old story, even though something's been proven to be false, some will still believe it to be true. And then here we go. So we have to be the light, you know, and, and, you know, so when we think about our quantum field, our beliefs drive behavior because beliefs emit or evoke emotion. And that emotion drives the behavior. And if we planned, I have a saying, you get what you rehearse in life, not what you intend. You know, intention is really big and important. But once stress gets in the way, the obligata gets hijacked and now you're doing the emotional thing. And that's when you go, I'm sorry, honey, I didn't mean to raise my voice. I didn't mean to, you know, whatever, you know, because emotion, we don't, people don't make logical choices. They usually make emotionally driven choices. And if they can scare you enough, unfortunately, you start using a whole different set of emotion codes, if you will, rather than, I mean, when you're in a state of peace and grace and everything's going great, then that's fine. But if they don't prepare, and one thing uh, just for the listeners to know, when Virginia Hunt was alive, she used to be a UCLA professor. She did studies where when you slow down the brain waves, this field of energy expands. It's not the other way around. The more you go, 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 the tighter it gets. So that's why when you see those like the saints or the gurus, they're always calm, relaxed, because they know as soon as they start to extend their own energy, their field collapses. So if you can just realize, hey, there's plenty of time, 
you know, you only have an infinite amount of time to do these things. So, you know, but if we, from a human perspective, we're going to say, oh, no, we got to get it done within the 120 years of my life or 180 years of your Dave Asprey, whatever you think you're going to live. And, you know, the, the reality is that we're always in the right place at the right time. We're always being guided, directed and nurtured. And, you know, even I was brought up Catholic. So we were told that we had guardian angels that would protect. And I do believe we all have guardian angels and guides that that help us and direct us in energy systems, because this isn't the only dimension. You know, they're proving that. I mean, there's there's so many other dimensions. Yeah. Yeah. So much there. I think bringing it back. So I, I love everything you shared and thank you for all of that knowledge. So some people are still going to be like, okay, like a, a lot of my patients are still in that chronic illness kind of paradigm. They're working on their health and, you know, they know that their brain is a big part of their healing. They either have like neurological inflammation, they're in a state of depression, anxiety, you know, what have you. And so, you know, you have this amazing tool and, you know, I, I think maybe let's just start with this idea, I mean, it was it's a novel idea, surprisingly, but the brain can change, right? And we can create new neuro, neurons, new neuronal connections, we can have this whole idea of neuroplasticity. So maybe walk us through like neuroplasticity and get people open to understand this is a state that can absolutely change. And then how BrainTap really, or any other tools that you want to also share changes that. Okay, well, first of all, when we scan brains, and we've scanned about 30,000 of them over the last 10 years, wow. yeah, we found that the average person, the average client comes in, or even at trade shows, if they're not natural medicine doctors or biohackers, those always seem to be the best. But if we have like an MD group or something like that, we, we find their average brain is 65% in Delta. Mm which means they're wanting to go to sleep. So there's that old saying, the masses want to be, the masses are asleep. Well, if they're not asleep, they certainly want to be. But that's, that's a sign of inflammation. So inflammation is the big killer to the, to the whole system, right? It, it's, it's causing a lot of problems. And then on top of that, they have you take statins, which are, they're taking out the plaque that's protecting you, <laughs> you know, especially from your brain, because your brain's mostly fat. So when you think about that, that's why brainwave entrainment is so important. And when you're like that, what happens when you go to sleep at night is your brain does a switch. It's because you've been so stressed out during the day, just functioning, and you probably have used a lot of uh, coffee, tea, sugar, stimulants to get you through the day. That just exacerbates the problem. So then when you go to sleep, you sit down and all of a sudden your eyes pop open. Two thirds of the world isn't sleeping. Sleep is when you really incubate your superpowers and your healing happens. That's when your parasympathetic system. So what BrainTap does is it's going to imitate a cycle of sleep. You're going to start getting that deep parasympathetic response. And I have a device that next time we're together, or you're somewhere we're at, we'll have to give you a scan. It's, it's called the NeuroCheck, which I helped to create. It'll measure your nervous system in five minutes. And we, we can measure before and after to show you what happens. Oh, but wow. as soon as we get you into a, the right profile, brain profile, the brain will start healing itself and the body will start healing itself. The nervous system, 70% of your nervous system is between your ears. It's not in your limbs. That's, that's a different system altogether. So, I mean, it's a nervous system, but it's, it's a different, it's kind of the outreach program. Everything, right. you don't move, the muscles don't move the brain. The brain moves the muscle, you know, so, or it moves the bones and all of that. So you can adjust the bones if you want, but you got to adjust the brain or it'll just move back. So when you think about healing, the main thing is that when you start to get into those calm parasympathetic states, and it's hard to meditate when you're, 
when you're not feeling well. So we do that for you. So you close your eyes. The light is going to take you like a timing light for those who remember the old cars where we time the car. Your brain follows that. They call it frequency following response. Now, this works the same way as if you and I were sitting next to the ocean there in Seattle and we're watching the waves and we start to relax. Those waves actually have an evoked potential of 10 hertz. Well, our brain, if you and I were on you know, your spaceship and we're going toward Earth, we would measure the Earth's frequency between 0.5 and 100. This is the Earth frequency. Now, the sun has frequencies that go way, you know, we're only living in a small percentage of the sun's frequencies, uh, light frequencies. But our brain has an evoked potential of 0.5 to 100 as well. It's why we match environments. So if we're near a volcano and it's going off, we're going to run because it's going to be around 100. You know, and our body is going to be fearful of that. And it's going to give us this anxiety. It's going to say, get the heck out of here. Now, if we're sitting near a fire, if you've ever done that, then that fire burns at 10 hertz frequency. It's going to cause you to relax. You're going to create acetylcholine. These different brainwaves also create the neurotransmitters and the hormonal response our body needs. They're all controlled by your brain. Your brain doesn't make them. It makes only a small percentage of them. Your gut makes them. So if you can think of your gut as being a brain, which most people in your field will agree, that's what happens. The main brain, though, is the heart, right? There's 40,000 specialized cells that you hear about with heart math. And these are the ones controlling the whole show. That's why heart rate variability is so important. So when you're sick or you have an illness and you do an HRV reading, it's going to be bad because you're out of whack. If you're in pain, your HRV goes way down because the pain is a signal to the body from the body to the brain saying there's something wrong. And mostly that the reason they're at 65% or more in Delta is the body knows I need to go to sleep to heal myself. But we live in America, so we're not going to do that. We're not going to take time off. We're going to go get some coffee. We're going to go get some chocolate. We're going to, yeah, we're going to go, go, go. So what I would say to the people in the clinic is you need time to recover. Now, the reason we're with the biohacking group is time is one thing we can't manufacture. We can make more money. We can get a new relationship. We can actually regrow almost every part of our body given the right environment. Right. You know, our body's changing all the time, but we can't manufacture time. So how can you get four hours of sleep, high quality sleep in 10 to 20 minutes? Well, that's where brain tap comes in. So when I said earlier that our body's like a capacitor, a capacitor in an electronic circuit holds a charge and then discharge. Now, everybody can relate to this. You hold a charge until you get to your loved ones, and then you discharge on them, unfortunately. Right. So if, we, if you meditate or you have healthy eating habits and healthy activities, then that threshold of getting to your maximum capacity isn't there. So we need to build capacity. That's what these do. Now, how can you build capacity without brain tap? There's a lot of ways. Number one, if you don't have the brain tap, I recommend before, when you're sleeping at night, you have to prepare your nervous system for sleep. There's a lot of sleep hygiene things you can do, like turn off the lights, you know, make sure there's no light and all those things. And all, But the main thing when you're laying in bed, after whatever activities you might have participated in, you lay in bed and your eyes are closed, you roll your eyes up to 10 o'clock, which means you roll like looking through your third eye. What we know in neuroscience is you've just now activated alpha activity. Your brain click. It now knows it's time to meditate. But you're going to meditate yourself into sleep. And the way you do that is you do a breathing exercise. They call it the 4-8 breath. So you breathe into the count of four. This is going to trigger for some people some anxiety because you're triggering the sympathetic system. 
But when you breathe out slowly, you breathe out slowly, you're now you're exercising the parasympathetic system. So you breathe in to the count of four, you breathe out to the count of eight. Once you get good at doing that, what I recommend, there's two more steps, but you, that's the first one you have to master. And typically after about five minutes, you're falling asleep because your body, now you're going to have one of the best night's sleep of your life because you prepared yourself for sleep. You offloaded the stress that most people take four hours to do that. But now you've hacked your brain. You've done it your way. Now, if you can be doing that at the same time in moving your awareness around your body, they call that a body scan. What happens is energy follows thought. So like when you think of your feet, the blood will flow freely there. Circulation will improve. Relaxation will follow. You'll deepen that parasympathetic response. So as you do that, what will happen is eventually every breath you take out, you've now conditioned your body to release stress and tension. If you can do that while you're awake, you've practiced it at night before you go to sleep. The subconscious mind remembers everything you do right before you go to sleep, like falling asleep on the couch to an army movie or something, and you wake up in World War II, you know, in, in, in your brain, you know, just having a dream, because the brain is trying to make sense out of your world. So you want to set it up. Now, the third step is start visualizing all the things you're grateful for. This or you're compassionate about. Like if you really want to pray, you know, they when Buddha said, "He who angers you conquers you," and the reason he said that when I when I'm angry with an individual, who gets angry? Who gets the anger? I do, and it burns me out like a like a light bulb that has too much electricity moving through it. But if I if I love you, like when Jesus said, "Love your enemy," you're really preserving yourself. So when I see somebody you know, like especially in our government making these really moronic decisions, I feel sorry for them. They're being manipulated or they might not even be human. Who knows? I mean, it's like, I, I can't believe another human would be doing this to other humans. I mean, I've got to think, I think I'm in a sci-fi movie or something. And, but if we can send them, if we could all, everyone who is like you and I that knows this is BS, if we would sit down once a day for 10 minutes and just visualize Everyone in the government in peace and harmony, making the right decision, we would affect their behavior. I mean, there, there are studies that show if one rat makes it through a maze, they can't use that maze in any other laboratory in the world. So if a rat can, if that works for rats, what does it do for people? We're all running around this maze, right? So if we get out, if we figure the way out, that means we've helped every other person do that. You could be that, like Ken Key says, that hundredth monkey that, you know, makes the transition. So every night when I go to sleep, I'm, I'm basically, if I got angry about with somebody during the day, even though I didn't express it to them, I want to clear that out of my system. It's normal to get angry. It's not normal to keep that anger inside. You know, it's normal to have these emotions because we're humans. You know, we, we have them. And then just as valuable when you're going to sleep, once you do that, you'll, you should be asleep by then. But if you're still awake, then you start visualizing your future in possibility format. Like, what would life be like if this happened? Don't make it a statement. Just make it a thought, something you will muse about because the subconscious likes to figure things out. So if you say, wow, what would it be like if I had that great relationship or if I had that good job or if I had that car? Whatever it is, that's how you manifest things because they're all there available to you anyway. In the, in the, in the quantum field, Every possibility exists. I, I, in the sessions, you probably heard me say there's only an infinite number of possibilities from any one moment in time. So what I did was I collapsed, collapsed the field. There's only collapse an infinite number of possibilities from any one moment in time. So it's the same thing as saying there's only one opportunity in an infinite number of possibility time zone. So it's the same thing, but I'm just saying a little different. So this infinite possibility opens you up so that you see the opportunity. You know, and then in the morning, 
to really sleep well at night, you've got to practice in the morning waking up without an alarm clock. That alarm clock is going to drive your nervous system crazy. And the one way you can do now, because we have phones, and even if you put your phone on stun, you should wake yourself up to a great piece of music. Because imagine if you were a royalty and they were to come in and with a live band and wake you up, they would do it with some kind of, we can do that today. We couldn't do that a hundred years ago. We, we, why would you want to wake up to in your nervous system and your adrenaline, cortisol, neoprenephrine goes through the roof. And then now for the rest of the day, you're chasing because most people don't know this, but one stressful event produces as much sugar from the liver as a candy bar. One of my most popular articles, I wrote an article that said, why stress is more fattening than chocolate? Because your stress, you probably had people, because I had clinics and they'd say, I don't even need sugar. I don't know why I'm overweight. Well, it's not what you ate. It's what's eating you. You know, so we need to, so those are a couple of tips I would say if they did those in the morning. So what I do in the morning and what I recommend my, my people do, I have a whole big thing. I'm not going to tell you about that, but what I do First thing in the morning is you you do some breath of fire work. And if you don't know what that is, you can go on YouTube and look at it. It's really nasal breathing where you close your mouth, you set up straight, and you're and then you breathe really quick through your nose, in and out as fast as you can, and you'll kind of get kind of a little discombobulated. But what will happen when you do it enough, you'll start to feel energy form in the back of your head. And that's going to get your uh, pineal gland to start generating the energy that's going to wake you up. And I mean, wake you up in many ways. First, wake you up physically so you can handle your day, but wake you up to realize that we're in a shadow dance here. The real reality is much bigger than this. You are much bigger than this. And you play a bigger role than you think in the cosmic changes that are happening on our planet. But you've got to take personal responsibility to do that. So when you unlock the key, now some people would call that the kundalini energy. And when I was practicing yoga with Yogi Bhajan, I had so many of these experiences, like people are talking about with DMT and and ayahuasca. And those are easy ways to do it. But your body, your body, when you get into a deep state of theta, you produce GABA, which is a precursor to DMT. You produce your own DMT experience. You produce your own ayahuasca journey. Now, of course, I'm not against people doing those things, but you've got to start somewhere. And the thing is, every day is an adventure. You're not the same person. Start realizing that you are new and different. In fact, just since we've been talking, your cells have been changing at a rate of 50 million cells per second. So you're not even the same person that started the conversation who's ever listening. So don't try to bring your old beliefs into your current reality. There is a much bigger place for you. You just have to step up and say, hey, hey, I want to do that. And then your your soul or your energy, your essence will say, okay, because it's going to happen sooner or later. You know, I always tell people, you don't have to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough. You can have a breakthrough just by committing to the time, energy, and effort it takes to unlock you. You know, uh, there's something unique in every individual. And if you think that's not the case, then it'll stay hidden from you. But when you start believing in that, you know, believe in miracles because you are a miracle. All the laws of physics say we shouldn't even be here. We shouldn't be talking. You know, if we if we could take all this back in time and we could actually validate that you're in Seattle and I'm in North Carolina, we're having this conversation in the 1800s, they would burn us at the stake. You know, they, they would think this is witchcraft. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Dr. Porter, this is excellent. And, you know, I, you mentioned a, a, a lot of amazing things, but I think that in the practical level, like a lot of my patients who get sick, they are like very curious spiritually and very like open, but there's, you know, they, they have some things they're working through that they don't know how to get started with meditation. They really can't. And so I love how you said like, this is a tool well, you know, to get you started, especially when you feel closed off, right? And, you know, I have a brain tap myself. And I, I love that. I mean, you do, like, I think all of the meditations, I mean, at least all the ones I've listened to, which is like, so prolific and amazing. And, you know, I, I love your like, when you say between the tick and the talk of the clock, right? You know, it's like, we're in this timeless experience that we put time on. And I think, you know, people like you and I, we are so passionate about studying all of this. And obviously you have an amazing career and you're helping so many people, but it's like really just that desire and that knowing to share with people to wake up that we are unlimited and we are, you know, our capacity is so much more than what we've ever been taught. And your, your knowledge today and, you know, the brain tap, I think really, allow people to tune into that and not settle for whatever your status quo is right now, whatever you're going through can shift and it can change and it can be beyond your expectations. If you tune into these principles, every person at the core of every cell, there's actually a, an unseen part of us that is seen only under certain conditions. But I mean, they've taken cells and put them into a, a, isotope study they take this actual substance out but there's still a genetic there's still a light luminescence in there that's who we are we're not this what we see so what i like but the um, they did a study with radionics radionics is the ability to send frequencies well we all send frequencies too the the best known radionics machine is between our ears our brain transmits and receives information all the time and there's nothing that stops it in space and time. But what they did with seeds, they took these seeds, these GMO seeds, and they put them under the radionics and they revitalized them. They returned back to heirloom seeds. So but when I heard that, when I was at the conference in Chicago, and they showed the vegetables that it produced, they first showed the vegetables that these seeds produce, these little weak little no flavor tomatoes. And then they showed when they use this radionics to revitalize them and bring back their energy signature because the energy signature never dies. It's there just like your energy signature. So if you're sick, that just means there's a disconnection between the true you, the energy you and the physical you. We're not these blood and gut bodies. You know, everybody believes in that at, at a funeral but they have a hard time when they're alive, right? So the reality, you know, everybody goes, oh, they're in a better place, whatever. And then I always like to say, well, where are they then? You know, we don't know where they're at, but we, we know they're not there. And they know, we know we have an intuitive knowing that they're somewhere doing something. And so what I believe is every cell has the memory of perfection for you in this moment in time. And it's different in the next moment in time. Even the Rishis talked about pranic energy in what we breathe. And in the, in the air that we breathe, there is the God molecule, which they're now in science know about, that flips in and out of this dimension. We breathe it in. That prana tells us what we need to know in this moment in time. That's why breath is so important. And you think of all negative emotions. They have one thing in common, lack of breath. So if we can start to breathe again, even as bad as we might feel, 
but we have to practice it because we're so used to holding our breath. And, and just look at your patients when they come in from now on. As soon as they start talking about their illness, they're going to start holding their breath. Just say, let's just take a moment and breathe. And then what I used to tell my patients was, you know, when you're telling me about your problem, I want you to only talk while you're breathing out. And that makes them aware because they'll keep talking, right? And they'll raise their, you know, the, the, you know the, in what, I, what I always taught the therapist was, you know, when they start breathing high in their chest, you've got to stop. Mm. Slow down, let them, wow. because they're getting so anxious and pretty soon they're going to freak out. Right. You know, and I had to work with suicidal teens, so you didn't want that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. The God molecule. I didn't realize that like latest knowledge and like the, I think also this work with like frequencies and obviously we are the frequency generator and I'm, you know, we also have this friend in common, uh, David Wong, who's created this library of frequencies. And I, I think, you know, on some level, we're all here to experience like these, you know, really conditions nobody would have ever dreamed of and, you know, are through these forces that we could always talk about all day long, but it's like, there is a way out and a way through. And there's a very, you know, beautiful, you know, story that's emerging if we tune into it, you know, through the language of love and appreciation and frequency in the, the this quantum realm. And I, I really feel like that's why I'm so passionate about bringing this conversation into medicine um, and what we're doing, because I think, you know, we're just getting started, right? We should expect a miracle for every patient, right? I think we have to look from within ourselves because so many people are looking for organizations to do this for us. It's got to be natural. I mean, there are people out there that are just doing this naturally. They don't try. They don't get up in the morning and say, I'm going to do this or that. They just do it. And they are compassionate. They do show love. They do They do emit the right frequency. And I love Doug Grant, who runs OHS, one of the nutritional companies. He always says, your frequency is what you frequently see. So if you, if you think about that, you know, people have a, that's, that's why if they're not in that frequency, they don't see this. You know, when you're trying to explain or talk somebody into something, I never do that anymore. I mean, I, I always tell people, I'm not trying to convince you. Mm-hmm. I said, I want you to convince yourself because obviously you can always go back to what's not working. You know, try something different. And my dad was really good at that. He'd say to people, they'd say, oh, this isn't working. Go, well, if I ask you to gain weight, what would you do? And they'd say, well, I'd eat more. I'd not exercise. Go, oh, wait a minute. You do something. So if you want to lose weight, you got to do something. If you want to be healthy, you got to do something. You got to give up the sugar. You got to drink more water. You've got to get moving and breathing, you know. These are, and you got to get out in the sun. You got to ground yourself. You know, there's, these are free things that every person should do, you know, and they just, and there's a saying, you know, spirit is simple, but man is complex. You know, some people want to make it so complex. And the reality is that it's really simple. You know, when you look at ancient traditions, they did, they would do a lot of healing. A lot of times they would just let people sleep, you know, even in Egypt and, you know, places like that, they had sleeping rooms for healing. You know, they would just say, go, go in there and go to sleep because they knew the body needed to rest and, and recover. You know, now we're told if you're laying down, resting, you're lazy, you're not, you're no good. So we got to deal with all that emotional baggage when you're never not doing, you know, we need more beings, you know, we need more human beings, not human doings. So well, that's kind of where we're at. Right. Yeah. Well, no, so much again, you know, to explore in this conversation. And I know we're, we gave people a lot that they can just even start today, you know, if they so choose. And yeah, totally. I, again, love your brain tap. So if people have not checked that out, please do. And then Dr. Porter, anything else left on your heart before we wrap up? I think the main thing is don't let other people define who you are. Uh, I've had so many people reverse their diagnosis. 
because just because someone doesn't know the answer doesn't mean there's not an answer, you know, and keep looking until you find the person. As long as you're breathing, you can get well. Yeah. So, you know, just keep that in mind. The body, I mean, there's so many stories of people having spontaneous healings Yes. that you, why not you? Yeah. You know, so accept that. And, you know, whatever you're going through, know that this is your incubator for your superpower. And you're going to go, once you get well, you can start teaching other people to do the same thing you did. Mm-hmm. As long as you have that intention, your body will look for the best ways to make you well. Beautiful advice. And, you know, I echo that. So thank you so much, Dr. Porter. Real quick, is there anything you want to share about where people can find you? We'll have all the links for a brain tap and all of that good stuff. Yeah, they can follow me at Dr. Patrick Porter at Dr. Patrick Porter, and uh, I have a YouTube channel, of course, Instagram, all those kind of things. And they put up a lot of my videos and a lot of my talks and things like that. There, they can go to BrainTap Tech on social media, or they can go to BrainTap.com. But you should share your link so they can try out that 14-day trial you have. And if, you know, they can try it for 14 days. If they don't like it, just cancel within 14 days. It costs you nothing. But try the 21. There's a 21-day quick start. At least for 14 days, try that. Most people, if you have a way to measure your sleep, that's the first thing you're going to notice is you get more deep sleep. And that means your brain's going to be working better because you're clearing out those toxins. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Porter. This was an awesome conversation. And I look forward to hopefully meeting you in person one day soon. Yeah, certainly. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I hope you've been enjoying these podcasts and I hope you enjoyed this amazing conversation with Dr. Patrick Porter. If you want to buy and check out a brain tap, we have a link in the show notes for you to enjoy it. I rotate the brain tap in my daily meditation. I wake up early in the morning before my daughter wakes up most of the time and I meditate. I meditate either through Dr. Dispenza's meditations. I do brain tap. I've also been using the neurovisor if I'm pressed for time, but there is some type of meditation in my life every morning. My daughter knows if she does wake up early that mommy has to meditate before she, you know, starts the day with her. And so I hopefully, hopefully that will be good for her at one point in her life. So I hope that you gleaned some information, check out all the information about Dr. Porter in the show notes and have a beautiful day.